welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, into episode 276 of the Get Around Podcast. We are joined by someone who hasn't been on the Get Around, but who has been mentioned on the Get Around uh, several times. Uh, usually friend of the show, we refer to him as uh, sports director over at 7 and 4, Harrison Beebe. Uh, welcome to the show. It's been it's been a while. How long has it been? Have you checked? So what number are we on now? We're on 276. 276. Last I can track, I was on episode 189, which was September 15th, 2021. Okay. Yeah, you did a couple Almost of... So you, get, so you guys were mad at me for a really long time. You, you did a couple of film studies with me, and then um, that became uh, null and void... Because I think we started right during Denzel the pandemic. Washington sued us, right, for Remember the Titans? Yeah, I think he that's did. what happened. He did. Yeah. And that was that was a tough... I had to pay for that out of my own pocket, which was rough. But, you know, it happens. Right. Uh, but, yeah, the those... We did the film studies. Those went... I think we did two episodes. Sandlot and Titans, yeah. Yeah, and then I believe COVID protocol shut down anyone from coming into the office. And then we just haven't picked that back up. But here you are. Back again for episode 276 of the Get Around Podcast, which is brought to you by our sponsor, Jimmy John's. So let's hear a word from them right now. This episode of the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations here in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, question of the week. Uh, In honor of Leap Day coming up on Thursday, right? Leap Day is Thursday? It's February 29th. It's Thursday. What is your biggest sports leap? So that take that you believe with every fiber of your being that might make other people think you're crazy or one that's just kind of uh, far off the wall. Here, I'll let you get started here because you, well, when we talked last I night, I hepped mine up, you, had yeah. one, you had one in the chamber ready to go. So what's what's your biggest leap day leap of, of the sports? I, I've been developing this over the past few months here and Sunday hammered it home for me in a lot, well, the past week, but especially Sunday. So uh, if you want to track the timeline for that, Tom Izzo at Michigan State, I'm not saying it's over, but I have this weird feeling like everybody, and we're coming on March, by the time a lot of, you know, ironically the day after Leap Day will be March, and that's Tom Izzo's month, but I have this weird feeling like his magical touch on college basketball, at least getting a team that's like with talented guys that are ready to make that run to the Final Four championship, I feel like that that window is, can't wait to be proven wrong, I feel like that window is closed. Tom is in an era where he's completely, you know, and the older coaches in college basketball admit this as well with the the portal, the transfer portal and all the name, image, likeness stuff. Like, that's making their jobs harder, and they're dealing with different athletes with different motivations. And so I feel like Tom is in a generation of college basketball where, yeah, he's still very effective, but the days of him being reliable to, to get a team to come together. I mean, this team is preseason number four. And they just lost to an Ohio State team that's like almost last in the conference with a backup head coach at the Breslin Center. Here comes that Final Four appearance. <laughs> I, I don't know if a team has ever been You're just trying this to talk it into existence. Ro- I mean, again, love to be proven wrong, but there has been so many disappointments with this team. They're terrible at rebounding. They're very inconsistent at scoring. And they're preseason number four, this was okay. Nobody guaranteed a national championship, but you felt some good things were in the making with this team. It was them or Purdue that were going to be at the top of the Big Ten. Purdue's obviously still coming through on those ambitions. I, you know, everybody loves Tom Izzo. Nobody's going to fire him. He's going to be there as long as he wants to be there, deservedly so, based on his resume. But this whole season is showing me that. I, I sad but true, college basketball, as far as being Sanderson. a national championship threat might have officially passed Tom Izzo by. And I hate to say that, but that's the leap I've kind of been taking all year. 
and even in the past week losing at home to Iowa and Ohio State. It just kind of hammers home that, you know, we were tortured enough in football season, and now we're having to put through this team that was supposed to be fun to watch in college basketball just to be a complete disappointment, and I don't think the guys are that bad. I just think we're in an era where it's a lot harder to facilitate that, and unfortunately, Coach Izzo, so far, has not been doing a good job. That's what it was like being a White Sox fan. Uh, because there was all that excitement around that team as well, and then they completely uh, pooped. The one from like two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, after they had that appearance in the the COVID year playoffs, Mm -hmm. uh, and then they had their first playoff win the year after that, and it was the season after that, everyone was like, this is it. This is the team. And then they have just... I mean, they've blown up the Very team now. They've mm-hmm. blown up. The, there were mm-hmm. people during uh, during that time that were picking the White Sox to win multiple World Series titles over the next ten years. Yeah, because they're cause they were good. They were young, and their their minor league system was loaded. They're yeah. a division that's terrible. And they yeah. were and they were fun, and they were playing the game in, in an enjoyable way, and the fans were behind them. And then ownership was just like, let's torpedo this, let's mm-hmm. let's make everyone. Uh, unhappy, and but uh, that's a that is, that's a good take. Maybe uh, they it, saw the last dance and saw how well that went for the Bulls, and like, let's recreate that with the White Sox. But we don't have any titles, so nobody will be disappointed. Yeah, I still haven't been able to watch as a as a. You've never watched the last dance. I have not been able to do it. I've I haven't either. Like oh, as okay, as right. a maybe well, Tom no, Izzo hasn't. I mean, it's just I don't want a behind the scenes look at one of the greatest runs of my childhood in terms of sports like those six titles in eight years for the bulls as a as a kid when when i was growing up from the age of would have been six seven to 13 14 or right around there or whatever uh when they finally won their last one in 98 i had so much fun i built a shrine to the chicago bulls uh that included i don't know if they did it up here but subway was giving away those the bulls with the horns on it. Maybe that was just in the Chicago land area. Probably just in the Chicago I would land imagine. area. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had one of those that I had s- stacked on the top. I had bulls jerseys, pictures, this shrine that I had built in the living room right next to the TV uh, that my family was not allowed to touch uh, until the, the 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 season was over. So I don't want to go back and watch the drama behind that. I, I wanted to just stay as pure as it was for me when I was a kid and didn't know any better. So that's that's why I don't think I'll ever watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I mean, I grew up a Pistons fan, so I'm like, why do I want to be subjected to the Chicago Bulls <laughs> for, for how many episodes? I don't know. But speaking of, of the NBA, could you, same take as, uh, as Harrison, but make it Monty Williams. Okay. It's very easy. Did you see last night, didn't though? He, Sorry, last night. Didn't oh, the Knicks game? Monday the Knicks night? ending? Wasn't he just that, hired? Wasn't Monty Williams just hired? This is like one of the highest he's, paid NBA he's or if not the highest paid NBA. He's awful. But he was right in arguing a call. He was right in that, in made. arguing that call. Because that was robbed. This, this, feels like, this feels like the Festivus episode. Because he got like tackled. the airing of grievances. He got tackled in, in that. The, the, the Knicks won a but game. But it's an eight-win Piston team, so nobody cares. It doesn't – in – the bigger scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything. But the Pistons got robbed of a game against the Knicks the other night by a obvious no call where a Pistons player was allowed to be tackled in the open court. Oh, okay. I saw. <laughs> th- I saw that. I didn't. I didn't have the audio. Monty, on. which Monty led to the game winning layup at the post game, and then that was it. He didn't take any questions. He just complained for a minute and then left. 
Yeah, the NBA probably still say, uh, yeah, we were wrong, but we're still, still going to find you, which I'm fine because he should be fined by the owner. He's after got every plenty game. of money. He should yeah. be fined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should be fined by the owner for every game. He should be docked. So you're bank. not fine. <laughs> so is that but your is no, that your leap day take? Or no, do you have no, a, you not have really, one? because okay. that's very it's, it's very easy that Monty Williams should be fired. I think. Yeah, that's not probably, I guess it's maybe not a hot It's not a hot take. Yeah. I think that in football, you know, if the NFL wants to protect the quarterbacks and coddle the quarterbacks and everything like that, make holding legal. Oh, okay. Just, it's such a such a questionable call anyway, and they say, oh, there's holding on every play, but they only hardly ever call it. And then when they do, it's in a critical condition, so or a critical situation, so why not just get rid of it? Like holding completely, like you can hold a receiver. No, the offensive lineman. Offensive line. Okay, so offensive lineman holding would be yeah. approved. Just get rid of it. Okay. You're gonna go through so many jerseys. That's I. That's how I feel <laughs> about offsides in uh, in soccer. Um, one, I, I think or I make the lineman wear oven mitts. I think I understand. They can't it. grab. <laughs> I think I understand offsides in in soccer. Um, and when it was explained to me, I was like, well, if you get rid of it, it'd be a lot more fun because there'd be a lot more scoring. So Yeah, yeah. it's just to get rid of cherry picking. Yeah, it's just yeah. like the blue line in, in hockey. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the way I explain offsides in soccer is the blue line, it's like the blue line in hockey, but the blue line is the last defender. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I, don't, which, which I don't understand. Why can't, shouldn't you be allowed to get behind the defender? Well, think about a pass, you especially in pro, like professional you, soccer. You have you to be in. You have to be in front of the last defender the before a pass to, to you a guy. is let go. So once the pass so goes, the then ball, you can you then you can bowl by. Yeah, I still think get rid of that. Get rid of that rule and soccer. Hey, I'm all for more scoring. Yeah. Soccer is more fun. Yeah, like I. This is coming from a guy who is now getting into soccer. Yeah, maybe you'll change your mind. Uh, in six months. It, it's possible. I very. I, I might. Yeah, um, I'd get rid of all those rules. Get rid of the blue line. <laughs> I get rid of every rule. Get rid of, get get rid rid of, of sports. Get rid of three seconds in the lane or the five second call. Okay. In basketball, just let the seven footers sit down there and swat shots. Make it hard. <laughs> <laughs> Goaltending always bothered me. Psh, let them go. Yeah. Traveling, just let them carry the the ball in basketball. Well, Russell know? Westbrook did that for half the length of the court one time and didn't get called. <laughs> LeBron does it quite a bit. Yeah, he did. I think he did it one time too, where he was just basically walking up mm-hmm. the court, calling a play. And oh the yeah, the refs forgot to call, call him for it. traveling. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's like, "What? He's he's moving his feet." What about checking into football games? Do we change that rule? Now nah, let's keep it as it checking is. into the Dan Skipper rule. The, we watched the, the, the Lions oh, game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, but I don't know if that's a leap day take for a lot of Lions fans. It's probably. <laughs> a, Although a bitter what, irony that they probably ended up in a better situation for it, but what what flavor of icy are you eating there, here? I got the mix. I wanted to celebrate. Apparently, I, I read somewhere this is the warmest February day in the history of Traverse City. It's yeah, degrees. I I walked outside uh, and was like, oh wow, okay, so mm-hmm. late spring, early summer is already here. And Wednesday yeah. now, when a lot of people listen to us, it's going to be twenty degrees again. The temperature of this icy. So many people 20, are going to get sick. Yeah. 25 tomorrow and 1 to 3 inches of snow. So many people and, are uh, going to get sick. My wife left for work today, and then she texts me like five minutes, and she's like, don't even put a jacket on when you go to work. Yeah, you might need when you go home, though. I, I, I walked outside. I had a jacket and a, and a hat on, and I went, wow, it's got to be close to 70 degrees out here. 
And yeah. I was right. It was 68. I was mm -hmm. overdressed at the ski not, no, uh, What I read was yeah. not just for February 27th. This is like the highest Traverse City temperature in the history of February. Of meteorological winter, yes. According to friend of the podcast and former 7 and 4 weatherman. Oh, Blake Hansen said it? Yes. Okay, good. Because I saw another source that technically I've never worked with, so I don't know if I'm allowed to source him. But good. Blake said it? Great. Blake said it. Yeah. He's, uh, who's he working for now? What, he reported Traverse City's? No, he, he he reported that it's the the temperatures in like the the Grand Rapids region, uh, and in many parts of Michigan, it's the highest, not just for February twenty seventh, but for any day in meteorological winter. So like the highest temperature hmm. of which any would be day the ever late December to late March. Yes, I don't know when meteorological. Well, with the solstices. Is that this? I believe is so. Is that what meteorological winter is? I thought it was like, someone want to look it up? Uh, we're a sports podcast, quick. so we, we are. I we definitely are. don't we'll, care. We'll, we'll, we'll Blake. answer, and I will give my hot take uh, right now while I'm looking this up, uh, which is uh, when it comes to uh, sports tournaments, uh, I think more is actually less. Uh, I think that the play-in games for me had uh, for March Madness – have taken the luster off of the excitement. Have you heard they're me? gonna expand? Probably gonna expand yes. the NCAA tournament. That's why I'm. <laughs> that's why I'm making my leap day take right now. Uh, I feel the same way about the college football playoff. Um, See, I'm okay with the twelve. I think the twelve will be fun. Well, if some teams Meh. have home games, Meh. I don't. I you know I'm actually not like I've said on this podcast before. I'm not even the biggest fan of the playoff to begin with. I, I like the bowl system. I'm, I'm one of the few people that, that enjoyed the bowl system. But I, I do feel that a lot of the luster has come off March Madness, um, not only with the playing games, but also with the way TV rights are now. And there are the way that the games are, are scheduled. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just a more innocent time when I was in college and would take those, I would take that Thursday and Friday off. And well, nowadays it's a lot easier to watch all the games. Back then you were stuck with the CBS game. Yeah, and then there was that, and, and then it would it would switch over to to another game. You if know, if during, they wanted to do it during halftime, and it was. Have you I ever have you ever thought sat and thought, man, I gotta go watch this play-in game? No, me when Michigan State never, was in one. I I don't think I've ever one, sat down and watched a play-in game. I always forget about them. It's for yeah. the people. I'm excited for Thursday and Friday. They're they're on Tuesday That's night for the people who can't wait three days and are jonesing for some playoff college basketball. That's what they are. They get decent ratings. So when we get 128 teams, and oh, this, it's going to be and, brutal. And this starts in January. And then what do you label as the first round? Because originally, you guys remember, like ten years ago, they called the four playing games the first round, and everybody was furious. It's like, no, the first round is Thursday and Friday. Don't change our system. That's what I'm saying. That this is this is. It's just my, called this round zero. This is my take, right? That. The, the the more that is added to these, the less important that it becomes. Uh, and that's, and I feel the same way with the expanded uh, MLB playoffs. I'm sure that's nice and fine, but like, why do I care about a one game or a three game series when I'd rather watch, you know, two teams go at it for five games or seven games? Um, if, mm. if you want to make the playoffs, win during the regular season. I don't I don't know what to tell you. To piggyback off that, I've come to the point where very few regular season games really matter that much to me anymore. Like, yeah, I'll look forward to postseason games in, in pro sports and college sports, but 
outside of some big college football games, even college basketball, I'm usually like, oh, I got to monitor each team to kind of see who I'm going to pick in March. And like, yeah, and even I, I haven't really had that motivation this no. year. Maybe it's because all the teams are losing to each other. I don't know, but and as, Zach Eady's on top of college basketball for the eighth year in a row. But. As as you've gotten, as you've gotten, it's it's fun to see uh, our, our 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 colleague Jordan, who is uh, under the weather uh, and not here today, also taking a day off for work in the weekend. Um, it's fun to see him. He's he's still young and very excited about sports. And I, I don't know about you guys, but as I've gotten older, he's not jaded like us yet. Ah, uh, yeah, I've got. I'm <laughs> I'm selective. I'm, I'm just less. I'm just less excited. Mm. You know, has that happened to you, James? Oh, I definitely watch less pro sports. Probably outside of the NFL, I watch much less pro sports than I used to. You know, ten, twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. There was a time when like it was my life. I would mm-hmm. wake up and I would watch. I would watch Sports Center, and then I would watch the rerun of that Sports Center for like three or four hours. Until PTI and uh, Around the Horn came on, or Around the Horn and then PTI, and then I'd be like, "All right, five o'clock, time for Sports Center." And then it was, "What game am I watching tonight?" And and now I can't tell you the last time I watched an episode of Sports Center. Is that still a thing? Is it still on the air? Yes. Yep. It is. Okay. Around the Horn and PTI are too. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that I that I know, but I, and I haven't watched one of those in forever either. All right. Well, I, I, so I looked up meteorological winter. Oh yes, it is December, January, February. Okay, so it's, so the, it's months. the months. It's the months. It's right? the months. Yep. Normal. It's, it's not solstice. The okay. solstice is uh, astronomic. Astronomical. astronomical. Okay, so a- that's how the astronauts look at it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, if you want to win a signed cell phone, Harrison, what are these things called? Do you, have a, do you know what these are? Cell phone holder? Yeah, like it's like a, a wallet the thing. Sticks on the back. On the oh, back I thought that was the thing where you like. Well, yeah, it, it, also does, stands. it does that too. It's a stand. A, yeah, okay. it folds it's, out. It's, it's a stand. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kickstand. Po- Swiss Army knife for cell phones. Kickstand record eagle thing. If you want one, if you want one of those, email your biggest uh, leap day sports take to resports at record eagle dot com. Uh, we'll pick the best one and hand one out to. Uh, the lucky winner next week. Autographed um, by Adam Troutman. Oh, yeah, autographed by Adam Troutman, NFL uh, tight end for the Denver Broncos, he's, right? He's a free well, agent. Free agent oh, he's a free, he's a free agent, agent now? But, okay. but, yeah, hoping to go back to Denver. Okay. I still think the Lions should go. They need more tight ends. That's your leap day take? <laughs> the Lions should sign Adam Troutman? Let go of Jared Goff. Sign more they tight would, They would probably be okay with that. I mean, he he played for Dan Campbell for a year and. Mm-hmm. In New Orleans. Well, but you have three, obviously. Yeah, they so. have three under contract. And the best rookie tight end maybe in history. So yeah, okay. and, not and a lot two other guys still on the rookie contracts, so they're cheap. Adam Troutman is not going to be cheap. All right, no area code game this week. We will, and no area code game next week either, as uh, we don't have uh, an an assigned area code until two seven nine. So we'll have to wait until episode two hundred and seventy eight. That stinks. Wait, so you've been cheating? Well, I've I've, I've gone and look like at, at this point, uh, I want to make sure that we can diversify enough what we're doing here. So I have gone and I've I figured the. I'm just but, giving you a hard time. When I guess, I'm obviously not going to guess the the correct ones. What has I, been the most ex- maybe exciting, exotic, whatever ex word you want to use, the location you've discovered? Uh, Burkina Faso, I believe that was. One of I have no idea. No, we usually keep it to the United States. 
North America or not. Um, yeah. James got it right um, one time, but that's on a he, blind he, guess. That's because he knew that two six two six nine was battle. Creek. I didn't. I didn't. I stumbled did? into that. Oh, okay. I should have known it. Okay. I completely hmm. should have known it because that's actually the number. That's the area code for uh, the the cottage. Yeah, I've seen it. Like I, I, but I've I never had, use the number. I just have it in my phone. I have contact numbers that begin with two six nine. So I'm like, I know this is Mich- in Michigan, so I'm gonna pick a Michigan show, but I don't know where. It's from. That's what I did. I just picked a Michigan show. Oh, I knew it was yeah. in Michigan. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't know exactly where. Okay, so we are gonna play another <clears throat> round of Family Feud. First to two hundred points wins. Uh, today, the twenty seventh of February, Tuesday, February twenty seventh, is National Big Breakfast Day. So these questions are all gonna be related to breakfast, and uh, whoever gets to two hundred points first will win. And I need a pen. Should Anybody the, got? Should we put the bell between us? No, you just just say your name to, because I'm not gonna right. know who. All right, James Bacon. Yeah, there. <laughs> That's a good soap opera name, James Bacon. All right, so. You Bacon. <laughs> All right, name a part of your morning ritual that it's hard to get the energy to do. James, uh, wake up. I will give that to you. Waking get, up is a uh, ritual. I will. Well, you do it every day. I will say uh, I'll give that to you. Get out of bed. So you okay. got James has twenty one points, all right. Uh, I need an actual, an, an actual pen. Uh, all right, the Are next these one. Breakfast is... themed questions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Big I don't, bre- I don't uh, just say the answer because I think everybody knows our voices. Oh, it's like a family if you got it. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a. Okay. So name a breakfast item that you order but can never finish. Harrison pancakes. Number one answer, fifty one yeah. points. Nobody finishes their pancakes. Yeah, okay. true, because it's usually a big stack. It's huge. Name something you'd put in a breakfast burrito. Harrison. Onions. No. We're doing the name thing. Okay. Eggs, 44 points for James, up to 65 points now. All right, uh, going down the list. Tell me a good breakfast item that only tastes good if it's crispy. Harrison, bacon. Bacon, 46 points. So, oh, and James, I should have. number one? I should have given you an opportunity. I, um, or no, Harrison, I should have given you an opportunity. So we'll we'll actually go back. So you said bacon forty six. If, if you don't number give the number two. one answer, if you so don't get the number one answer, you get the opportunity. You're at ninety seven. So yeah, you can try to get the number one answer for uh, name a part of your morning ritual that it's hard to get the energy to do. Yeah, let's see. After you... waking up, uh, getting up at. Um... Getting in the sh- getting out of the shower. I will give that to you. Fifty-four points for shower. Yes. So fifty-four plus ninety-seven. Anybody got the uh, math on that one, real quick? One hundred and fifty-one. Uh, up to one hundred and fifty-one points. Uh, okay. This is tough. This is the toughest part of your out there hosting. Not showering. Name a breakfast food you could prepare using just one hand. Harrison, Eggs. toast. I thought we were saying our names. Oh. James, I'll give you James, I'll give you twenty. I'll give you twenty-eight points, and you're gonna get thirty-nine points because toast was the number one answer. So you are up to. I'm such a number one. Wow, that is. Not two hundred. One ninety. You can make your toast, but you can't butter it. You can't. Just stick your hand in and just butter it. You're eating it anyways. Okay. Do you do that? Wash it. No, but I might try it now. Name something a person might do while eating breakfast. Read the paper. 61 points. I'm at the Harrison. record eagle. Had to do it. Harrison wins. James, you'll get a win one of these days. Yeah. When we do this. Yeah. So. 
He jumped out to an early lead against Jordan a couple of weeks ago, and then he dominated the I'm, rest of the I'm race. just concerned about winning the drafts. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no draft this week. I don't know when the next time it is that no. we'll, we'll do probably a draft. The next one won't be probably if we – maybe in between we seasons we can do the name draft. Curlers. We can we, – yeah, we'll do a name draft. We've – once we get a new board on here and we have four mics, we'll do the sports movie draft. We'll bring Harrison back in for that. And that's going to be in an almost 100 episodes, though. What's that? The board? <laughs> I said that's going to be in an almost 100 oh, episodes. Oh, yeah, we'll have to wait until episode uh, I might three. be dead by then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> Always uh, a ray of sunshine. Let's, uh, let's hear one more after that. Let's hear one more word from our sponsor, Jimmy John's, and then we'll get into the pulse. This episode of the Get Around Podcast is sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations here in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Jimmy John's, freaky fresh, freaky fast. Freak yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, reactions to the first day of boys' district basketball. Uh, We had that yesterday. Um, James, I know you were very busy out there. Uh, covering the ski finals, uh, so I don't know how much you got to see. Uh, I looked at the roundup this morning. Looked at the roundup this morning. How'd I do? I thought it was fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rounded out. That's that's what I aim for. Fine. That's <laughs> if I could if I could hit fine, then then it's I fine. I didn't read the leader part. I just was more looking for scores to see if there was any. That was a fun game. Surprising. Uh, that was a fun game. TC Christian versus uh, Frankfurt was a fun game, and yeah, that was I, I do think that first round game. I would say. Uh-huh. It, those those two schools probably have the two of the best atmospheres uh, in northern Michigan when it comes to it was loud in that gym basketball like TC Christian is that gym is always loud I know it's small and that's probably why Part but like those poor know, babies those were a couple little infant children at the game without yeah, little earmuffs they needed the Fourth of July where was Drew Brees's parents well Drew Brees and his wife like never because that baby went viral with the anyways mm-hmm. no I don't know about that at the Super Actually, Bowl nope. This year, no. he was on the when White the, Sox when the, when when the Saints won the Super Bowl, and Drew Brees had he his baby there. The award and it, and <laughs> it had the big earmuffs. It was 14 on. years ago. You couldn't even, yeah. T- yeah, it'd be like this. I'd be like that made it like famous though for babies to wear those, didn't it? I think so. I hadn't seen it before that, and it kind of became like this photo that a lot of newspapers ran on the cover after the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I missed. Missed seeing that, I guess. What can we talk about that that district though? Seven teams, James. You ever remember seeing a seven team district? You don't see. I'm sure it's happened before that I've seen, but I don't recall it. Oh, the the uh, district has seven teams. Yeah, so three three games on opening night. Yeah, which a lot of districts have six. It's not common at all. But yeah, you don't even see a lot of sixes anymore. No. A lot of times. But I've seen a lot of sixes in my yeah. time. I yeah. can't recall ever. I'm sure it's happened, but I can't recall ever seeing a seventeen yeah, district. Well, I think it's the. I mean, Division Four up here has more. We have more Division teams. Four teams up here more than teams than any other division. And yeah, because of that, they're not far from each other, so they can make them not travel far. Yeah. Uh, what was your uh, first reaction to some of the games that you saw last night? I mean, for me. Uh, and I said this off off air, but uh, Kalkaska, which came in at I believe one and twenty one, beating Sheboygan uh, fifty seven to forty seven. Uh, that one I was uh, I would have lost a lot of money on that. James, we talked last week about setting up a uh, a sports book here for uh, local high school uh, sports betting if we wanted to. Yeah, if we, we wanted all, to jump on that bandwagon, and, and we all would have lost and, to the Lakeshore Badgers and, and, and <laughs> take advantage uh, of of everyone's. Uh, I mean, 
I don't know. It's just I, I it's hilarious that like sports gambling is fine now. Mm-hmm. Like before, it was seen as this like degenerate thing. Like people yeah. may made fun of for going to for the some horse people. Track it's still and, a degenerate thing. Um, and and now it's just like DraftKings, yeah. uh, draft. We're fuel, ignoring any and all fan, realistic fan duel, help is. for people that do have gambling problems. Realist. Are you guys sponsored by a gambling site? Maybe they don't want me saying that. But no, we're no. not. We're, no. <laughs> just Jimmy Johns. Just yeah, just James Johns. Well, it felt like that was the big reason it was illegal, because they didn't want people to be stupid and lose all their money. Yeah, but now, once uh, they realized they could make money off of it, uh, that went out the window. Right. Once people realized they could make money on other people's misfortune, they're like, well, we are more than happy to let you sponsor our mm-hmm. our show, uh, our wrestling event, um, whatever. Like, it doesn't... It, mm-hmm. it, and we'll put a small disclaimer on it with a hotline that's yep. probably, uh, you know, just a robocall. Right. Yep. You know, For, if you or anyone you know has, has yeah. struggles with gambling addiction, it's like, call this okay. number and Don't you get, watch a record, TV. get a recorded it's, thing. You're going to see hey, gambling at every 30 gambling. seconds. It's, it's like, hey, uh, you, know, you, know what's a, you know what looks good? Uh, Pittsburgh, seven and a half over, over the Patriots. So... Yeah. All right, but um, yeah, reactions to the first day. I'm just saying that we would have lost some money on, on Kalkaska because I, when I did the roundup, I prepare mm-hmm. everything beforehand, and I had already written as if uh, Kalkaska had lost Ooh. that game. Ooh, bulletin board so. material. Well, they were one in twenty-one. So I guess like, the game's over anyway. I'm what sorry. Good is it am I am I supposed to have faith that the, a one in twenty-one team is is going to get uh, a first round win? I think they'd like you to. They were the home team. Well. Now I'll have faith the next I don't time. even know if they were the home team. Out. Who do they have so. next? Boynt City. Okay. Do it again, Boynt we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kalkaska. Well, I went before Boynt's, I yeah. But Boynt's not bad. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, you know what? I'm also not going to bet the Lakeshore Badgers to win. They've lost 42 games in a row now. Yeah, like, the one that we were talking about in the playoffs where they met the other team that had a similar record. Yeah. They, they the, lost 9-1. to one. The Yeah, they got beat by... Central nine to one, the Mid Michigan Raptors, who'd yeah. given up like, I don't know, 180 goals this season, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, but first reactions. Uh, what, what sticks out from yesterday's? So before I saw you at yeah. TC Christian, I was at Kingsley Grayling, mm-hmm. and uh, Kingsley won that game by 19. It yeah. looked impressive, and their home gym was rocking. Uh, but what I didn't realize is uh, Ron Stremel actually pointed out to me uh, courtside that. Uh, Grayling won the regular season meeting between the two. So for Kingsley to turn around and kind of dominate the district opener, you know, good win for them. And they had some guys in the student section that were in all padded, helmeted football outfits, and which would make sense. They were the state champs. Yeah. If you guys recall, Brendan, it was three months ago. You might have forgot by now. But who? <laughs> Drew Brees. Who, whom? They want you to take. The oh, they they had earbuds. Yeah, yeah, oh, they okay. the baby earbuds. Oh, that's cool. Um, that so, would be a great student section, by the way, if they all just wore those noise-canceling uh, <laughs> headphones. That would be great. Do you, like, do you like to do a silent disco? I did pick, I did, when I, again, I did pick Kingsley to win that game. I didn't think it was going to be Well, I think it was like a close that. game in the regular season, but they right. just kind of dominated last I, night. I, I, got, did, I did assume Kingsley yeah. was going to win that based on the home court advantage. Yeah. Grayling's been a pretty Jekyll and Hyde team this year. Like, they like Sometimes they look really good. Yep. And then other times they just kind of play down to the level of competition. And, yeah. And, and don't come out on top that, of the game. I think, that's, think they should. That, that's certainly one team that I, I think that I, I, I think they probably think they should have done better this season. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of that, you know, looking at the Gaylord-Traverse City Central score, too, you know, obviously Gaylord's 
got a decent team and some good players, but were we expecting maybe a little more from Traverse City Central in that situation? If you would have told me playoff yes. game, if you would have told me that Anthony Rival was going to score thirty-one points, I would have bet all of my money that Traverse City Central would have won. Win. I like how we're talking about gambling now, even though we were just <laughs> ripping on it. Um, but we're embracing it. We rip. Hey, on I'm it, trying but we to understand. Get, I'm, it. Man, I'm trying to get that DraftKings FanDuel sponsorship money. There's 800. Like, you're gonna like, look into one, just like anybody else. So, yeah, I I saw that and I went, that can't that can't be right. The, the scores have to be backward. But I was I was incorrect. So yeah, we lost. We uh, one of our questions last week, James, was which Traverse City team is gonna go the the furthest, and we're we're down to we're down to two. So. The TC teams went one and two last night. Uh, West plays Petoskey uh, on Wednesday. They they host that game uh, tomorrow night or today, yeah. whenever you're listening to this, or tomorrow or yesterday, whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> or two days ago, whenever you're listening to this. But I think we also all of us picked TC West. We did out yes. of those. Yeah, out of those ones. Yeah, I I did have. This was the one year where I was like, I think TC Christian is going to do it, and. To me, it was all going to hinge on the third quarter of yesterday's game. They they went into halftime with a five-point lead, came out of the third quarter. I've seen that team struggle so much in the third quarter. Uh, not And not just the, that team this year, but like TC Christian as a program, for some reason, has struggled in the, in the third quarter uh, a lot, especially in big games. And they sc- scored the first four points, and I went, okay, maybe, maybe this will be different. And then Frankfurt scored the next 14. Uh, and was it tied entering the fourth? It was thirty-seven, okay. thirty-seven. So yeah. there was a lot up in the air, but yeah, they had, they had, they just had that one three late, and that was their only basket in the fourth, I think. They had no. Uh, they scored eight points in in the fourth quarter. Okay. But yeah, that one late three by Reese Broderick. The student section freaked out when he hit it. Yeah. And I looked at the clock. I'm like, guys, there's five seconds left, and you're still down seven. Yeah. I don't think you realize how meaningless of a three that was. Yeah. <laughs> But it was uh, talking to uh, Rennie La, uh, Lafreniere. How do, I believe that's Rennie how you... Lafreniere? Lafreniere, okay. yeah. Okay, well, I, I went a little more French with my pronunciation. I interviewed him before, um, so 10 years And uh, you could tell just how heartbroken he was and the kids were because that program just wants to win a district championship. They, they so badly want to do that. And, uh, I, I... and they were a fun team this year. The games I went to, they oh, were yeah. running up and down the court. Yeah. Like, those guys should all be in track. They're ridiculously, you know, athletic and, and have endurance up the wazoo. Like, nothing would surprise me. If they just out-hustled a team, that wouldn't shock me at all. And, unfortunately, Frankfurt is not exactly the program you ha- can do that to in the first round because of the coaching and because of the Carter-Kirby leadership and whatnot. I mean, I still can't believe that Kirby play that he pulled off. Remember, that where he lost the ball, grabbed it, and in midair still got a shot up. And made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only got the shot off, but made, made the it. shot. Yeah. Like, he, he went up, the ball got knocked loose, and while he was still in the air, he was able to gain control and redirect the ball enough to get a, a layup. A layup. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anything like that in a high school game. Yeah. Pretty wild. And it was right in front of us, too, which helped. Yeah. But it's like he did it on purpose. At the Glen Lake game that I was at against earlier this year, there was a kid in the student section that had a giant rubber chicken. Like, it was giant. Did like, it squeak? I don't know if it did or not, but or he. Honk. But after the game was over, he kind of chucked it out onto the court, um, on the far end of the court where Carter Kirby was leaving to go 
kind of to the locker room or whatever, and Kirby, like in one motion, just kind of grabbed it, turned around, and flung it, and, and pretty much nailed the uh, Frankfurt students or the Glen Lake student section. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he the instinctual. He, he almost he almost got into it with a ref last night. Not like, but like he, he he had a call that that didn't go his way, and he started. He looked at the at the ref, and a couple others had to come over and just try to calm him down. So I, I can see the fieryness. Oh yeah, in that in, in that kid. I I hadn't seen him play until last night. The the, the Frankfurt games that I'd been to, uh, he hadn't he hadn't he played. Hadn't been playing this year, yeah, but. So. What a difference a year makes. You know, a year ago, Frankfurt was that team that nobody was talking about that made the Final Four. And not saying they're doing it this year, but, hey, you come off that season where you know you can do something like that, what's to say you can't do it again? Yeah. James, anything else stick out to you from yesterday's action? Yeah, I was going to say the Gaylord TC Central game, but we've kind of already yeah. gone over that. I would have right. thought that would have at least been a close game. Well, we have the uh, district semis coming up on Wednesday, district finals on Friday. I like this. Is this the first year where they've done Monday, Wednesday, Friday like this? I think it's every year it's they like do it like time. this. Has it? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I don't know why this is the first well, year. Because in other weeks, the, then the other girls or guys play the Tuesday, Thursday. But right. this is the first time in years where the boys are starting first. Okay. So maybe that's why it's Maybe that's why, because like, I, 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 I thought that there were... There were some Saturdays where we were dealing with district championships. So a couple games. years ago in COVID, that's what they did. Okay. Because they put them all in the same weeks. Okay. They literally ran the boys and girls tournament within three weeks. You had districts all week for six straight days, so boys districts were Saturdays. Okay. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they would, like Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That was in like 2021, <clears throat> the last year I was on the podcast. <laughs> All right, before we get into Just why uh, you forgot girls' <laughs> basketball districts, uh, breaking that down, the schedules were released on Sunday. Uh, talk a little hockey regional championship matchups. We've got Traverse City Central versus Midland uh, at Midland, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, Bay Reps versus Petoskey at the Wexford Civic Center in Cadillac. Uh, TC Central versus Midland, I think, seven fifteen start. And the Bay Reps are a 5 o'clock start. I believe so. all those yeah. games have been at five, so I believe yeah. the finals is too. Yeah. Um, so I got a chance to see the the Bay Reps uh, last week uh, in the in the regional semi. Harrison, you were there mm-hmm. as well. Um, you saw most of the first period. I got there a little bit late. Uh, I saw so their worst period. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of what I, I I wanted to talk about. And and even talking to a couple of the players, I, I asked them, does this feel like the playoffs yet? And they both kind of hesitated to answer and said it'll feel like the playoffs on Wednesday, which was, will be tomorrow. Um, what does this reps team need to do to I- advance farther uh, than they have uh, in, in the past? Uh, I do know that Head coach Mike Matucci believes that this is a team capable of winning a state championship. I think they are capable of winning a state championship. I think their resume has shown us that a ton of hypotheticals are in play for them. They could be upset. Do I think they'll be upset in the next two rounds? Probably not. But their real big challenge is going to be, based on the brackets, that Friday afternoon semifinal. I think it's in the morning uh, in Division Three. They're going to have to play the best team out of the UP and... Uh, they've lost to Sault Ste. Marie and Marquette that are two of those teams in that mix. The number one team in the UP is Houghton, and last I saw they were ranked number three overall regardless of division in any of any high school hockey team in Michigan. So you're going to have to go through one of those teams 
to get to the state finals, and that's going to be the real tall task for this team. It'll be a neutral site, and they'll have less of a distance to drive going to Plymouth than a UP team will. Um, but based on the resume, they're, they're 0-2 against those UP teams that are in that region. And then the big bad boy that they haven't even seen yet, you know, gambling odds is the favorite to get down there. So that's going to be, you know, I think they're favored to win the next two games, win the regional, and then defeat, if they face Alpina or Gladwin, I think, in the quarterfinals. But then mm -hmm. that's going to be a real tough test, that Friday morning semifinal. And that'd be quite the story if they pull off that win. I'm not saying Miracle on Ice upset, but I think that's going to be the real task for them. And then you focus in on potentially winning a state championship. When would they see Marquette? Or, or the would semifinals. They? The semifinals? Okay. If Marquette Did, gets by. They played... They played Marquette. At, was it at the the Miller or the Denoweth? It was the Denoweth. The Denoweth. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I believe they were up that game and they outplayed. Goals late. They they outplayed Marquette for a good portion of that game. Mm -hmm. I I watched that entire game. I was there for that entire game. They outplayed Marquette for a good portion of that game and then and yeah lost late. Um, so I think I I wouldn't say that gives them an advantage, but it's it's a good learning lesson to have uh, at, during the regular season. Mm -hmm. And I think. Really, everything that the reps have done this regular season has been about building up the team for the postseason, for a long postseason run, because they have an incredibly talented and special team. Grant Lucas is incredible. Uh, Thomas Boynton Fisher, uh, Ethan Coleman. We, I mean, we talked about this last week, um, but it's it's it is a it is a state championship caliber team for sure. Yeah. It's a deep team, and it's one of those things where you look at the schedule and you're like, man. They really loaded up and decided that in this season this they were the going to play everybody mm -hmm. in the yeah. regular season. And that is the mark of somebody who thinks that they have a really good team and that they need these games during the regular season to get them ready for a long, long playoff run. You know, we saw St. Francis do it in football and mm -hmm. basketball all, you know, and, and other schools. You know, when they load the schedule up like that, it's when they think they have this really dominant team. Looking at the Traverse City Central Trojans, uh, they will take on Midland. How are we feeling about that game? I don't know anything about Midland. How are they? <clears throat> this isn't the Raptors. This, this is, is not the regular. The this, this is, is the Chemex. Yeah, this is not the Mid Michigan Raptors. Okay. The Mid Michigan Raptors are the ones that have given up like 190 goals. Aww. Well, maybe you should strip them of the name of Raptors then. Um, yeah, I've seen Traverse City Central play in some important games. Um, and, and they look like a solid lineup. Obviously, came through with the conference title this year. Mm -hmm. um, and Chris Givens knows what it's like to make make deep postseason runs. Obviously, you know, i.e., two thousand six when they won the state championship. Um, so I think you know, in a way, especially the farther they get, they'll be kind of the team that's playing with house money. But I think they've got enough talent to also put together a potential run to Plymouth as well. Mm -hmm. And they're playing they're playing well at the right time. They're getting healthy at the right time. They had a bunch of players that were hurt there for a while and and they're getting those guys back now and i think that and this is kind of going out on a little bit of a limb i think they have about as good of a chance as getting to the final four as the reps do they just they have a manageable there's, there's your leap day take they right have them they have a manageable path to it where they only have to face one team that's ranked in there and that's bay city who's ranked number six in, in division but i think that they're also a a, a beatable team um, they they have beaten the reps, <laughs> but uh, but I you know if they get past that one game and if they get to that point they're going to have some pretty good confidence behind them too. All right, well both of those games will be uh, tomorrow Wednesday. We could have two regional champions uh, in, in hockey by the end of uh, Wednesday night, 
and uh, look for coverage of that uh, online at uh, record-eagle.com backslash sports, and then you can, of course, check it out in the print edition of the Record Eagle on Thursday. Girls basketball districts, let's get into that. Uh, right off the bat, looking at this, uh, Harrison, any favorites to get down to East Lansing? I am just selfishly cheering for the, and apologies to all the other teams, which kind of includes Harbor Springs in Division Three. I am selfishly cheering for an Elk Rapids Lake City quarterfinal, um, which means one of them will get to the Final Four. I saw that game in December. Elk Rapids was up in Lake City, and the Trojans came with the Bisball. Cousins came back, won that game late. I'm sure that's got a sting, and Elk Rapids is reminding themselves of that almost daily, even though they don't see that opponent potentially again for two more weeks. So of all the things I want to see in the girls' tournaments, which is still in a couple weeks, that's the one matchup I want, which will guarantee we'll have an area team in the, the Final Four, and we get the rematch between those two, which I think are the two best teams for girls in our area. In uh, yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, and, you know, remember at the beginning of the season when Lake City started 0-2, and we're like, what's going on down there? Yes. And then they've won 19 in a row. I do remember <laughs> that. I remember I, I went... <laughs> They lost to Everett, and then they lost. Who I can't remember who they lost. Frank and Muth. Frank and Muth, who's right. like ranked in the top ten. Yeah, but yeah. And yeah, I remember just going, huh? Maybe they have some slow starts. Yeah. In the Lake City games they, I go to, yeah. like Manton. They were at Manton, and I think they were my buddy who shot. The, or my buddy was at the Man game that he shot, and he was surprised that Manton lost. Lake City came back to win like 37-29 on the road, and I was yeah. like, that's what they do. They kind of first half they kind of feel you out, and the second half they they clamp down. Whatever it is that Bill Tisron, you know, does in those halftime adjustments, it's working because yeah. yeah, those are those are tough girls to beat. When they lost to Everett at home by uh, three or four Two. early in the season, 42, something 40, like that. I believe yeah, it was the final, and that was at home. I remember and then they, that. Then they went to Everett. The then they went to Everett and won by destroyed twenty. Destroyed them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they can get them again in the district finals. Get Everett again. So yes, Everett could ruin my master plans, but don't do it. <laughs> when you were talking about selfishly, I was like, oh, you're going to pick your alma mater. I thought you were going to be. I mean, hey, for Trevor I'm all Central. for Jakai Brumfield uh, tear up of the uh, postseason here. I'm a big fan of her dad's. So, uh, Jakai, if you want to show off, and uh, obviously the rest of the, I mean, I say Jakai Brumfield because I know her dad, but like the rest of the Trojan team has been fun to watch all this season, too. So, I'm all for a Trojan run in the playoffs. James, uh, anyone you're eyeing for a Final Four run? Yeah, those two, I think, for de- definitely are the ones. Um, Elk Rapids and, and Lake City, I think, are the the two most likely ones, just because I think that's the matchup we're going to get in the quarterfinals is is between those two. Um, you know, Harbor Springs has a nice team, but I just don't think they have enough secondary pieces yet. Sure. Uh, around Olivia Flynn to be able to get past those teams in the playoffs, um, and uh, until they can add a little bit more there, I think that they're you know that Elk Rapids with Stanfest is just a, ahead of them. Yeah, it does seem like there's those two teams and then the the rest of the field. Uh, you do look at Traverse City Central, and they are a wildly talented team. Uh, I, I think the one thing that might set them back in, in the playoffs is their tendency to give up second, third, fourth chance points, uh, even with... Uh, Lucia France and Lorelai Zielinski, um down there. Sometimes they just don't find themselves uh, in the right spot where the ball is bouncing to them, and so their opponents are, are getting chances at you know, several other baskets. 
Um, but I, I do like I like Traverse City Central. It's going to be tough for them in Division One. That's the yeah. that's the other tough part yep. about it. Uh, you know, if that's if you put that Central team in two, three, or four, they're going to be pretty well suited to to make a long run. So we'll. Well, that that would be the Cadillac debate for the boys' side is how would this team yeah. do if they were still in Division Two versus now having to go in Division One. Um, also, Glen Lake girls, keep an eye out on them. You know, I don't I don't think anybody's projecting them to win another state championship, but with an almost completely new roster, it will be intriguing to see how well they do in, in the postseason now, coming off the title from a year ago. Well, so that will move perfectly into the next question. Uh, would you say that Glen Lake is Poised to make a surprise run, possibly. Shoot, I'm sorry, I didn't know that was next on your. I mean, I saw no, your no, rundown. No, no, that, that, that's fine. <laughs> that, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, are, are there any teams out there that are poised to make a, a surprise run? Could Could Traverse City Central be that team that can make a surprise run in in Division One? Uh, is Does Manton have enough with Lauren Wilder and Aubrey Hiller to 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 make a run? So Manton wouldn't have to play Lake City until the regional, right? I think, yeah, because Manton hosts their own region. I don't think Lake City's in it. Or, sorry, District and Lake City, I don't think's in it. So I think they would meet in the regional. Right, they, yeah, they, yeah, they would meet each other in regionals. Um, obviously, Harbor Springs is and, a team from our area that's most likely to knock off Elk Rapids. Manton's the team from our area most likely to knock off Lake City. So you could see either of those upsets happening. Um, obviously, Harbor and Elk Rapids split the regular season games. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I like your pick of Manton. There's some, I mean, yeah, Wilder shooting threes. I mean, you tell me what wins postseason games. You just put up enough points, and that's how Michigan State lost in the first round of the 2016 NCAA tournament to North Tennessee State. Why can't I find Manton on this list, James? I'm trying to find their scroll. Trying down. to find their their district. Where are they? Did you not put them in there? No, because they're, they're like on the next. Oh yeah, page. okay. They're sorry, at, division at division yeah. three at Manton. Duh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that uh, has Pine River versus Manistee. Manton will take on the winner of that. I have it written as Pin River right now. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, I seem, I mean, Manton look, looks to me like they've got a fairly easy road to come out of their, out of their district, they, especially they've got, at, they'll have to play Lake City in the regional, Yeah. Um, either the semis or the finals. I don't know how the bracket shakes out, but they're the, the area team that could obviously scare Lake City. The other team in division four besides Glen Lake, uh, really curious to see how Lake Leland on St. Mary does in the postseason. They've been ranked all yes. year. Um, I don't know how strong their schedule has necessarily been to get them to this point, but hey, you get in the postseason tournament, you have plenty of time to pick up some quality wins right now, and then at that point, you're uh, you're the hunted instead of the hunter. How do we feel about Kingsley? That was my pick. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Talk <laughs> yeah, about the Stags. I, I, I think that they, I think that they can, that they'll totally win a district here in, in Division Two. Um, they're in the Petoskey district. They're correct? in the Petoskey yeah. district. Um, so you know they've got they've got the best record in that district. But I, I just also think that they're a, a pretty quality team and fairly young. In the in that team is kind of coming around at the right time. Yeah. You know those those they have a lot of sophomores that they play, and so Talented. by the end, by the end of the contribute. season those sophomores are almost like juniors, kind of you know the cliche, and. And the times that I've seen them, they've they've been showing that, man. And they're really athletic. Yeah. You know, they don't have they have a they have a bunch of decent size. But they don't have like a really big girl in the middle, like like Lake City or, you know, any, anything like that. But uh, but they've got some some good size and length on that team to give some teams problems on defense. They've got a good floor general and Chrissy Wims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can't press them. I mean, if she's if she's on the floor, you can't press them. She can just 
is a one-person press beater. Anyone else stick out in the surprise realm? Uh, or, or is there a, a bracket out there that intrigues you the most, that has the most uh, interesting matchups? Is it uh, that the one featuring, what, Lake City and St. Francis? Yeah, that Joburg. Yeah. That Joburg district is one of the better ones. I mean, <coughs> just as far as El Crabbit is in that one. So, so yeah, you've got you've lose. got well Lake City isn't. Oh yeah, not Lake. So at the at the Joburg, the, uh, the Division Three district, Charlevoix, Mancelona, St. Francis, East Jordan, and then Joburg will play either Charlevoix or Mancelona, and Elk Rapids will see St. Francis or East Jordan. Yeah, so that's a district where you got five out of the six teams that have winning records. Yeah, so it's it's a that's a pretty strong bracket. Um, I, you know, the most likely outcome is Joburg pro- versus Elk Rapids in the final. Say, the problem is you potentially have the best area team in that bracket, so there's yeah. not so much of a toss-up going right. into it. But yeah, yep. it is uh, as far as records go, it is one of the more. It'll be, it'll be a competitive district, aside from the fact that I think the Elk Rapids will win it. Right. Um, I mean, the, but the Midland Dow one is is pretty good too. The one that Cadillac is in. Um, uh, everybody in that district has a winning record except for Midland, who's eight and twelve. You know, so there's there's not a bad team. In, in that district, so you can see a lot of competitive games there. Midland Dow is 18-2, and two, but, uh, you know, n- nobody else, uh, everybody seems to have a pretty good, like, 11, 12, 13 wins. So it seems like a lot of good matchups. Not necessarily the best bracket, but one that has, is fairly deep. Yeah, you do look at the, the Leland district as well, and I, I think <coughs> we're looking at a Glen Lake versus Lake Leland St. Mary district championship game. And that will be that'll be a fun one to watch as well. Those those two teams that you mentioned, uh, Harrison going up against that's, the, yeah. each other. I think uh, that's the sleeper in Division Four is the one that comes out of a win right there. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the best final would be the 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 Division Three geographic district where your final could be I love eighteen and eighteen and two Harbor Springs against twenty and one Bark River Harris. Oh yeah. And so, which okay. which continent is that one played on? That is North Amer- North America's a continent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, who's the top line? So it would be the top line team? I think it would be the top line, yeah. So who's uh, the top line I am, team? I have that, that bracket exactly in head of me, or in front of me right now. Because that, yeah, in those games, it's like, yeah, you're talking hours in a bus to get a, to, to a district game, which seems really strange. But, you know, obviously when you evolve UP teams, that's going to be the story. Yeah. All right, we, we did this uh, question last week. Uh, Central West, St. Francis, or GT Academy, what Traverse City team has the best shot at a deep postseason run? Central. Yes. <laughs> That's why I was not talking about Central earlier because I yeah. was, had them written down for this question. Even uh, in the highest division, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Central. Yeah, they've, I think they're the, they're they're the best be by far in, in that district. district. Um, you know, after they get out of districts, you know, we'll see, but they'll get the winner of that Midland Dow district, um, which is probably Midland Dow, who's eighteen and two and at home. But yeah. um, so that could be a pretty good matchup in regionals. Unless the Mid Michigan Raptors crash the girls' basketball party and play them in the regional. What about the Vasa Raptors? Could the could the, the Toronto the Raptors do it? What if we just get all the Raptors here? The Vasa Raptors. Just get a Raptor. What about the Detroit Vipers? Remember that hockey team, James, from the '90s that used to play at the Palace? All right, uh, final question. Uh, I mean, we all agree that it's Central that has the, the best chance to make a deep postseason run. The, no, uh, not trying to disparage the other three teams, but nope. Central certainly 
has shown with above. an undefeated uh, Northwest Con- or Big North Conference season uh, that they are kind of the class right now. All right, so who's your horse? What team are you getting behind? Uh, if you were if you were to be a fan, uh, who are you uh, rooting for uh, to make some noise in the in the tournament? Uh, one team that I can see making some noise in the tournament. We've talked about Lake City and Elk Rapids enough, so I, I, I was not <laughs> going to gonna pick them, uh, just because we already talked them. About, uh, is I think Frankfurt in Division Four. Um, I think that they've got enough to be able to to make a little bit of a run, and uh, and they've played a bunch of bigger schools. They've played some pretty good competition. They have a good coach, and I just think that they're one of those teams that's that's kind of primed too. And and like Kingsley, they got some some fairly young players. Um, you know, and then they've got a, a good post player in Evelyn Van Toll. So, you know, they're not they're not missing a whole lot of pieces. You know? Well, that's perfect because I'm going to pick another team in that district, and I'm going to say Onekama. Uh, <coughs> That'll I, be a good district final. Team. That I, should be a pretty decent district final. The 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 one time I, I saw Onekama play uh, was against uh, Kingsley, and I, I th- I've spoken about this before. I spoke about it during the girls' basketball draft, but I just love the heart on that team. I, I love the way that they mm-hmm. that they play, that they they fight and scrap and and, and do their best, you know, despite being a, a smaller team. But they have just a wealth of talent on there, and I think that's that would be a, a fun team to see make a uh, a strong Cinderella run. But yeah, I, I would imagine that's probably going to be uh, the final that we see. I mean. Misik or Buckley could have something to say about that if they get by Misik. Um, but, yeah. What about you, Hare? So I know you're not am, allowed to cheer for Am teams. I picking sleepers or am I picking a team that I just... Just a team that you want to okay. you want to root for. For multiple reasons, it's it's going to be Elk Rapids. Um, you know, I remember them coming up short in the quarterfinal a year ago, and so I know they're very motivated to get back to that spot and one round farther They'll want to play Lake City again. As I mentioned earlier, that's a game that they dropped they felt they should have had in Lake City's building. So that's no doubt building in their minds. And uh, I feel bad. I did Elk Rapids wrong a month ago, and it was uh, part uh, involving you guys where I asked for the score against Harbor Springs, and I was informed that Elk Rapids did win the game, but I was so busy at work that I left when Harbor Springs was up. I assumed the score I got meant Harbor had won, and that's what I reported. And I corrected it later, and I apologized to the Elk Rapids community for reporting the wrong score. It's no excuse, really. It happened, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, so, hey, for personal reasons, Elk Rapids, please shut me up and by winning a state title. You made a mistake. You didn't make No, it but it's one of those, like, in our business, like, those are the ones that stick with you. When you legit get a score, especially when you sent me the right score, and right. I was just so busy that I did not interpret it correctly and still reported it wrong. Right. So I'll just let you off the hook here. You're a human being who was probably uh, overworked. Uh, it was very, a busy snow day very, call that very, night, and, and I was helping busy. with this. Yes. Uh, so uh, you can – I'm letting you off the hook. So if you Mike Brown were in here hook. and Kendall and told me that, then I'd feel better. But And I've been back no, to no, Elk Rapids I'm, a couple times. I'm just saying <laughs> that you're a human being – and human beings are flawed. We make, make mistakes. mistakes. Mm-hmm. It, it is just part of it. Um, well, like but that I've, just adds to me wanting to see them do well. Is yeah. uh, knowing I was another form of adversity in their way. This well, year. I just heard you Taking say that. I, I just heard you say that it was a mistake that'll stick with you. And I don't think any mistake in your profession that isn't done out of uh, premeditation or, or I don't know, done on purpose 
it should just you should just be able to to brush it off and go I I made a mistake. It's all right. So, well, and that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm not letting that define my life. But that's in my position. That's one of those that like legitimately makes me. I make a lot of mistakes. I'll say a lot of stuff wrong or spell stuff yeah, wrong. Yeah, you just like, said eh. mixed steak. Mixed steak. So. It's the new McDonald's cheesesteak that they're serving. It's going to be pretty good. Um, nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> All right, uh, one more word from our sponsor, Jimmy John's, and then we'll get into the Get Around Hall of Fame and happy endings. This episode of the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's and their two locations here in Traverse City. At Jimmy John's, there are freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies because that means better sandwiches, for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Oh yeah. Get around Hall of Fame time uh, nominations. Uh, I know both of you guys are going to be going to the slopes for skiing. I will go to the lanes for bowling and do the Traverse City West sister-brother combo of Taylor Phillips and Cooper Phillips, who both won individual championships at the bowling regionals over the weekend. Uh, did quite a... Did quite a quite a good job uh, unfortunately uh for the traverse city west girls fell like five seven pins short of qualifying for state as the a west girls the west girls that was pin. your lock that was to my win a state title that was yeah i was like this is what well, i guess this makes me sound bad that i haven't seen the the regional results yet they <laughs> uh, well it was it was wild in individual regionals they those three girls, uh, Taylor Phillips, the big three, Jordan yeah. LaFleur, and Alyssa Tanner, finished one, two, three, and were all within a pin of each other. So Phil, uh, Taylor won her regional title by one pin, and the other two uh, had the same exact title. She had 1181. They each, uh, Jordan and Alyssa, had 1180. Um, but when it came to the, the team, other two scores, when it came yeah. to the team, uh, that is not how. Well, I know that was a big out. part when they came into the studio doing an interview with me. That was the hammer home point: is hey, we're we're actively recruiting for <laughs> yeah more bowlers. They, and they were, had some. They were but. really just trying to get. They they were hoping to by the end of the season that they would have two other bowlers who were averaging, you know, hopefully above 100, but in the 120 to 130 range, and they thought they they'd be able to win, and unfortunately, just didn't. It didn't come out in the in the team regionals, but in the individual regionals, those three are going to state, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens uh, this weekend. Actually, so James, your nomination for the Get Around Hall of Fame and our Athlete of the Week. Uh, I'll throw out uh, Caleb Lewandowski uh, from Traverse City West Boys Skiing. Uh, they came up short, finishing second in the state to TC Central, um, but he uh, won a state championship um, in the morning. He overcame pretty much a fall at the top of the hill um, in his first run um, to have the, the best run of the of that session in the second run and finish second in the state. So he was runner-up in one and won a state title in the other. Is this his senior year? Mm-hmm. This is his senior year. So okay. he's won four state championships and, I don't know, been all-state at, I don't know, at least six times, okay. first-team all-state. All right, well, on to someone who won four to someone who's won five. Uh, your nominee, Harrison. As far as me, I'm picking Marley, Marley Spence, but Marley and Marley me. me. I got it, yeah. Petoskey, Senior Marley Spence. Don't worry, we'll talk about dead dogs in a little bit when, we, when we get to happy endings. All right. Happy it is. <laughs> you can talk about John Stewart. I'm going to bring that up, yes. Oh, are you gonna, were you going to bring that up? No. Oh, no. you don't want me to bring it up? No, I just... <laughs> I was gonna be like, if you haven't seen the Daily Show, don't watch it. Oh I yeah, no, I, I, I was, I, I watched it last night and cried. So, but I'll, I'll explain why it's part of my happy endings. Uh, c- so back to Owen Wilson. Um, 
Marley Spencer Petoskey, just like uh, Caleb Lewandowski, just dominated individually. Petoskey didn't make it as a team this year for the for the although the boys team won a, another state title to add to the pile there in high school skiing. Uh, but Marley won both the giant slalom and slalom events, and I believe she won both last year and then won one the year before. So she had five total for her career. She's got to be considered one of the greatest athlete, like student athletes of the 2020s, right? 2020s, probably one of the greatest individual skiers in Ever. the modern era of Michigan high school skiing. Yeah. So, I mean, to win five like that is just... And, and Caleb's obviously up there, too, especially knowing what he did to clean up in the in the slalom races. Um, but, Dude, yeah. We had, we had them on the pod last year, both of them, right? At the same like the same episode? Spence and Lewandowski? I think so. I think so. We had... Let's do it again this year. Might as well. So Yeah, yeah you should go skiing with them. No. <laughs> I am not. I am not good at snow sports. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I lack whatever balance is necessary to be able to. Well, that's why you're going right. with them, so they'll help you. Nope, they'll just laugh at me as I. Oh yeah, they twist my way. They won't want to spend more than thirty seconds with you if you. Yeah. Yeah. They got other stuff to do. Caleb right. like travels the world. Well, surprise, surprise! I'm putting all four of these into the Get Around Hall of Fame. So congratulations to Traverse City Wests, Taylor Phillips, and Cooper Phillips. Uh, as well as Traverse City West, Caleb Lewandowski, and Petoskey's Marley Spence. You are now inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Uh, finish the show now with happy endings. What made you happy inside and outside of sports in the last week? Who wants to start before I bring it down? I'm not going to bring it down. but I'm, I'm <laughs> Well, we're doing a happy and a sad? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's just what made you happy inside and or outside of sports in the last week. Yeah, we're not trying to do sad. I'm I'm gonna take what is what seems sad and turn it into something oh, that made me happy. Should I just? I guess start? I'm. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'll end the show with mine. Oh, uh, mine's. I mean, you were kind of involved in the planning for mine. You know, I impromptu went to a concert on Saturday night, and that was just kind of like, do I do this? You know, I've never been to a. I've never chosen to go to a solo concert by myself. I've been to 311 days by myself, as I will in a couple weeks here. But I've gone with people to those locations. This was a case where I impromptu. James, you've probably gone to concerts by yourself, right? A couple, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Well, you've been to like 800, so I figure odds are you've gone to a couple by yourself. So, yeah, this one was on a whim. You know, I was like, hey, I really like the opening band. I want to check it out. It's in Grand Rapids, drivable. Uh, So, you know, drove down at 4 o'clock. Had a couple beers beforehand, popped into the venue at 8, watched two shows, and then left by 10.30, beat the traffic, and got home by 12.30, did a GR and back, and I made some fun friends along the way, just having random conversations, chatted up a guy at the urinal when I rolled up super late, and turned out he was a VIP and liked me so much, he invited me front row at the rail to watch the whole show. So. And, then, and then you ran into, <laughs> into two celebrity lookalikes, right? Didn't you, you, you sent me a text that you saw two guys who looked... Like someone, I can't remember what it was, and I, if I have to go back through our text history. Two celebrity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was something like that. Clearly they weren't. I must have just been buzzing from that night. I can't remember who it was either. Responsibly so who, and legally who the for shows? the love of God. We say that all the time when, when alcohol comes up on, on this podcast because it's a high school sports podcast, but uh, legally and responsibly. Uh, Jeremy Allen White was one of them. Oh, yeah. Bray Wyatt, former professional wrestler, was another one. I do recall those guys. I think that was just a darkened atmosphere couple beers experience probably not them <laughs> gotcha all right james who, so who are the bands you saw ballyhoo is like a reggae rock band that opened and then tropidelic mm-hmm. was the the main act okay so some 311 discipled bands but it's perfect because okay. it was like a warm-up act for 311 day winning have they have they said that have they said the the that 311 is one of their influences ballyhoo i 
they've they've toured with them before, oh, okay. and you can just kind of tell okay. the sound. There's similar riffs gotcha. to the song. I'm sure I've played you some of their songs before. It's just yeah, there's a lot of similar. So that's what it kind of felt like. I don't get any opening acts when I'm going to Vegas in a few weeks. It's just the main band. So this was kind of like the opening acts for the show I'm going to in a couple of weeks. So that was my happy surprise ending to the the weekend. All right, James. What made you happy inside and or outside of sports? Uh, I got to kind of hang with. My wife's family for the weekend. You know, we went down to went over to Wisconsin for the weekend, and uh, you know, did an estate sale. Wasn't for, too stressful. No, it was all right. We ended up, you know, we had, you know, the through the three kids and their spouses, we had enough people on hand to to make it doable and make it workable, and everybody pitched in and worked out pretty well. Right. Which state did you buy? Hmm. Or which state did you sell? <laughs> estate. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bad dad joke. Shout out George yeah. Gibby. So, all right, I, I'll get into I'll, I'll get into mine. Uh, the last week uh, has not been filled with a lot of happy moments for me. It's been a very difficult uh, last seven, eight days. Um, at, at the least, probably, yeah, nine. It started the previous uh, Sunday. Uh, just my grief over losing my dog, Luna, uh, last year, coming up on the one-year mark of that, has been uh, very difficult uh, and found myself in a very dark spot uh, over the last week uh, and what's made me I don't know happy uh, is the right word but there are a lot of people out there who care about me um, and those who have reached out uh, and tried to help uh, I've tried to say thank you for caring about me even though it's difficult for me to accept uh, that uh, from them um, so Along with that, and then the John Stewart thing, if, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, but he talked about his, his dog, Dipper, uh, who passed away on Sunday. Uh, if you haven't seen this clip, I, if you're a dog lover, if you whatever, um, go and watch it. Well, and real quick side question for John Stewart. So he's back on The Daily Show on Mondays Just now? Mondays. Just okay. Mondays, yeah. Just Mondays, yeah. Uh, to provide kind of a, a voice uh, during what's going to be a, a, a rough 2024 <laughs> In terms of the political cycle, just maybe it doesn't. I, I mean, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you find yourself on. It's not going to be weird. A, yep. It's not going to be a fun 2024. Um, it's it's just going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am choosing to stick my head in the sand, uh, just to survive. Which beach? Uh, Pentwater, if I can. That's the. That's the <laughs> um, but <clears throat> through his sadness that you see over him losing his dog, there's love. And watching that brought more love to the surface uh, for me. Even it's it seems to have come at I don't know at the right time, uh, but it has it has been a struggle. It has been a a a, a huge struggle uh, for the last several months and the last week in particular, uh, which I found myself at a spot I didn't know I was at in, in terms of my grief, uh, and now it's. It's rolling me over uh, like a like a steamroller uh, at, at the moment, and I'm I'm doing my best to try to pick myself up. Uh, and uh, so yeah, as I was just saying, that uh, the people who have reached out and shown that they care for me, I, I, that that has made me, uh, if not happy, hopeful. So, if you have anyone that you you care about that you're concerned about, reach out. Um, I'll say that. Send a text. phone call um, and uh, let them know that you care about them because they might need it. 
So, uh, with that, episode uh, 276 of the Get Around Podcast is in the books. I wanted to tell you a, a little bit of a story. Um, about 12 years ago, maybe 13 years ago, uh, my kids wanted to raise a little money for an animal shelter uh, down in, in New York City. It's uh, in, incredible. Animal Haven is the name of it. They do incredible work. It's a no-kill shelter for uh, cats and dogs. And uh, so, yeah, they, please, they're, they're amazing. So they were little, I mean, six, seven years old. So we uh, uh, baked a couple of cupcakes and uh, rolled on down to Animal Haven and set up a little uh, table right outside and, and put the cupcakes out. And as a little extra incentive, uh, they brought out this one-ish year old brindle pit bull uh, who uh, <laughs> hit, hit, hit by a car in Brooklyn and lost his right leg. I thought I'd get further. <laughs> um, so it was a perfect idea. They put the dog in my lap, and uh, we left that day feeling really good that we'd helped this great organization. <laughs> and we also left with this, this one-ish year old brindle pit bull. We called him Tipper. And uh, in a world of good boys, he was the best. <laughs> um, he used to come to the Daily Show every day. He was part of the OG Daily Show dog crew. <laughs> Parker, Quali, Dipper, Riot, they were, they were the OGs in the office. Um, and they were, Dipper would wait, and we'd come and take the show, and Dipper would wait for me uh, to be done. And uh, he met actors and authors and presidents and kings, and he did, he did what the Taliban could not do, which is put a scare into Malala Yousafzai. Oh, dear, you can walk. Dipper passed away yesterday. He was ready. He was tired. But I wasn't. And the family, we were all together. Thank goodness we were all with him. But boy, my wish for you is one day you find that dog, that one dog. It just is the best.